family-owned shop in Loganville, Sosby's Garage, for all your automotive repair needs. We service all makes and models, Ford and domestic. We repair engines, alternators, brakes, alignments, AC systems, and more, using certified technicians with over 90 years of combined experience. We also offer same-day service for some repairs. Sosby's Garage, 200 Bay Creek Road in Loganville. Dependable, honest, and fair. Look us up on Google or Facebook. We'll take good care of you. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. I'm your host, Rick Strong, the president of Paradigm Security Services, and we're excited to be with you again today on Business Radio X. We are coming to you from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, located in the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel in Duluth, Georgia. Please hit that subscribe button for me so that I'll know that you're there. Each week, we plan on featuring, uh, plan to feature businesses in the Atlanta area, especially those that serve Gwinnett County. Now, while all businesses have security concerns, not all are about physical security, and we will touch on that and related aspects of security through the course of each show. My guest today, I'm very happy to have Miss Linnea Miller, and she is the uh, founder and owner of Long Table LLC, and kind of interesting name, Long Table LLC. You think of your boardroom, which I guess is exactly the reason that you picked Long Table LLC. <laughs> Actually, the reason I picked Long Table um, LLC or Long Table yeah. is because there's a quote, and it says, "When you have more than you need." build a longer table, not a higher fence. And so it just was an aspirational quote for me about thinking about when we have been given something, especially as leaders, we've we've grown, we've become experts, or we we have knowledge or skills. How do we we get seats at a table mm-hmm. of influence? How do we be intentional about extending that table to include and welcome contribution from more and more people and continue to extend it and say, who needs to be here? Who needs to speak into this decision? Who do I need to transfer what I have, my superpowers? Who do I transfer that to? How can I do that in a way that um, where I'm a high performer, but I'm also leading high performers and in being inclusive with bringing everyone to the table. So that was really the inspiration behind that. And it's part of the work that I do with Long Table. So, so don't limit your your field of associations and relationships. Extend your table and bring in more. That's right. Bring in more and make sure that the people that are at your table um, in, in the your right people, that they're the <laughs> right people and that we're, we're actually hearing their contribution because we have a lot of people in our teams and in our businesses and they're doing good hard work but we don't necessarily pay attention to getting the best out of them to really valuing their contributions and so how do we do that it takes intentionality it takes knowledge and skills so that's what we try to help teams do I know one of the things I've noticed from people is you know they may be working hard but maybe they're not working on the wrong on the right things yes they're busting their tails to do something but it's really not focused and really not doing what is needed to get the job done for what you need as a business. 
but they're working hard. They're that's but right. they're chasing their tails. That's right. That's yeah. right. We called. I do a lot of work with businesses um, on organizational clarity and alignment. And the reality is, is that most of us show up every day to work, and we think about the tactics. We think about what do we have to do? What do we have to get done? But we don't really think, and we don't help our people to think about how their tactics, how the work they do, actually feed strategic priorities for the business, mm -hmm. right? And so then what can happen, and then when there's silos, communication silos, things break down. And now all of a sudden you have people only worried about their to-do list, not necessarily looking at how it connects to the greater whole and to the strategic initiatives for the organization. So they work hard, they're not working smart or they're not working strategically. And so as leaders, it's really important for us to help our people be really clear about why, whether you are somebody who is um, in a role where you are you know, balancing the budget or you're making the donuts or you are sitting in the executive suite, the work that you do each and every day has to feed the greater strategies and then the mission and then the values and vision of the organization for it all to be in alignment. Well, you know, and looking at that it, as you go through, you know, one of the things I stress to my people and I talk about a lot is you know, it's all about the process mm -hmm. because you can put the greatest plan together, but if there's no process to the plan, to have a tendency that the plan never gets completed so the and people that don't follow the process end up getting off on tangents and and really nothing gets accomplished that's right that's right and that's why you know i think that historically when we think about people development which is really the work that longtable does when we think about people development or we think about leadership we kind of think about reading a great book or listening to a great speaker, or maybe going to a seminar. And all those things are inspirational. They can help, um, help us seed ideas, but they don't, they don't have a process that leads to transformation. So we actually have a process. We call it a people operating system. Mm -hmm. So we've got operating systems for every other part of our business, but a lot of times we don't have an operating system, a persistent and a practical methodology for being able to help grow our people and get the best out of our people. So the work that I do in in organizations is always to 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 come in and to really help to understand. I let them self present mm -hmm. where where are they strong? We have an we have an assessment that we use called an invincible assessment. So where are we most invincible? Where can we take the hits and we're doing really good? And then where are we vulnerable? Where's where are your expertise? Yeah. Is? Well, where's your pain points? Yeah. You know, and a lot of times, especially the higher up that we are as leaders in the company, we think we know the problems. <laughs> but if you were to ask the guys on the floor, you were to ask the guys in the field, there's a disconnect there. And so we really do an analysis to try to figure out where are we strong, where are we not, and then how do we create that kind of personalized, practical, and persistent process to get the most out of our people, to get everybody knowing how the work that they're doing is informing and supporting those strategies that will then make the whole company, the whole organization successful. And it's a process, it's incremental improvements. And then we continue to measure. Every few months we come back and we, we analyze again, we get data points, we get scores. We say, okay, what scores went up? What scores went down? You know, and so, and are there external factors, AKA maybe a pandemic happened and that's affected yeah. your business, right? Or internal factors, maybe you are moving locations or there's new leadership. So how do we make sure that we're 
figuring out how all of those things are affecting the ebbs and flows of our business so that we can keep our teams moving and in a way that we are healthy and high performing and that we're invincible, that we can withstand anything, that we have the capacity to take a hit, that our people are executing, that we're aligned, that we have relationships where we trust each other and that we're communicating effectively so everybody can be their best. Well, I know in my business, with our security, we have our officers out in the field, mm-hmm. and they report to work. They do their jobs. They get off. So, with my level in the in the office staff, other than having to come in to get fresh uniforms or, or personnel specific matters, there's very little communication. Mm-hmm. So, what I found works is to put that middle layer in there of management and supervisors that deal relate with them so that you can get get that honest feedback of what the people where their pain points are in the field because i don't i don't talk to these people on a daily basis sometimes weekly monthly you know i'm i may have a guy come in there and it's a while before i ever talk to him again because i'm just it's just the way it works because they're they come from their home to their job back from home so and if you don't have some way to get that to monitor what the feedback is from these people that you never associate with or never talk to hardly, then you have no clue of, you know, That's you right. may think you're doing a great job. That's right. They may think you suck. That's right. Right. And There's a disconnect. And when the right hand's not talking to the left hand, and then we don't understand why we're having problems with retention yeah. um, or, or our people are unhappy or there are skills gaps like, well, I thought I taught them everything that they needed to know, you know? And so it's really important to not only look at the culture as a whole, but to actually look at each subculture. Mm -hmm. And what we do is we, we have this, um, this aspiration of leadership, we, we use the example of a Sherpa. So I don't know if you're familiar with the I Sherpas am. on Mount Everest, right? They're actually a people group. They're an indigenous people group. They have great swords. They're, yes. <laughs> yeah. And the, the thing about the Sherpa is that they are, they are uniquely conditioned and acclimated to the conditions of the mountain. They know where the obstacles are. They spend their whole lives performing at really high levels, right? Mm -hmm. But the Sherpa's success is not how many times the Sherpa has summited. The Sherpa's success is how many people did they get to help summit? And the Sherpa doesn't carry people up on their back. The Sherpa depends on the climber to, to follow his lead But the climber's life is literally in the hands of the Sherpa. And to the extent that the Sherpa is a healthy, high-performing leader, that's literally intrinsically tied to the success of the climber. And so when we think about that, how well are our people leaders in our organizations, like in your organization, your your field managers, or those people that are leading people, to the extent that they are healthy, to the extent that they are acclimated for all the conditions that they know the obstacles and they have an intentional process to invest in their people, mm-hmm. that's that's to the extent that we can all that the that the company will be able to summit and will be able to to be able to be strong and healthy and high performing. So we have to equip those people leaders to lead people. So it's about performing, but then it's about leading performers. Yeah, being able to bring along the next leaders. Yeah. Uh, that's right. The idea to me is, you know, you train people to do your job. That's right. Uh, you want somebody to be as qualified or more qualified, at least as you are. 100%. In that way, if anything happens to you, you've got a replacement. But more important, as you grow, 
you have a parallel leader. That's right. And they feel comfortable in what they're doing. They've grown in what they're doing, and they understand what the job really is, not just the surface of it. Yeah, and it relates from everything from parenting. You know, if you don't raise your kids to be healthy, high-performing humans, you know, um, then you've done them a disservice if you're making them dependent on you and your own leadership for their whole lives, right? That doesn't work. But the same thing in any role of leadership is how do we we, – have a process and like you're talking about a process and an intentionality accidental leadership is a hit and miss right you might hit some you might not but at the end of it how do you pass that baton most likely you won't right and there's so many people and especially when I think of we just have such an incredibly rich and diverse leadership infrastructure in Gwinnett County yes it's one of my favorite things about Gwinnett the challenge I would say to each and every leader myself and you included is how intentional are we at passing that baton, at pouring into others what we ourselves have learned? And so that would work for me as a, you know, in my public role. Mm-hmm. as an, how, how intentional? Do I have a process of calling people up, you know, if preparing and um, inviting people to take my job? I hope so, you know, and it's in business, it's in parenting, it's in every part of our lives. And I think that's one thing where we can really do better, all of us as as people, but especially people that are in positions of power. We really have to think, it doesn't make us less valuable when we transfer our skills and our knowledge and our expertise to somebody else. It actually makes us more valuable because now there's somebody else that can do what we can do and we get to bring more people along. Um, absolutely. You know, you know, being a leader in Gwinnett County and wearing many hats, and you do both from a uh, personal basis, your volunteer stuff, your work. I mean, you're, you're so – you have a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. But what aspect of your job or jobs brings you your greatest joy? Yeah, um, I think there's an overarching why to the many – what's that I do, right? I, I do wear a lot of hats. I, um, I'm the mayor pro tem for the city of Suwannee. I am, you know, I, I lead, I lead a company. I'm a mom. I'm a grandmother. I love my grandson. <laughs> so I'm a great, always gotta get, I'm you're a great grandfather. You're a great grandfather. Oh my it's God. It's a trip. Yeah. Tell me about it. I'm a volunteer, right? I, I'm just, I hope I'm a champion for Suwannee and for Gwinnett. I, I believe that I am. You are. And, but that to me, it really goes back to to the why and it's I really believe that everyone matters I think everyone has potential to add value to their world and when people know that they belong and that their contributions are valued people thrive so that's the work you know even in public um, that I do it's helping people to know that if you live in the city of Suwannee if you're a visitor in the city of Suwannee you belong to us you have an opportunity to add value and if I can help you get plugged in and be able to know what how you belong, how you can add value, how you can become a co-creator of community with us. Like I'm create, we're able to create champions for community. So that's in my public role, in my in my work that I get to do. It it is within organizations. Does everybody in your organization, whether they are cleaning facilities or you know, again at the head of the C-suite, do they know that their contribution is valued? Do they know how to bring it in a way um, that um, improves their influence and um, helps to add add value to the greater goals of the organization? So that's it. It's everyone matters. Everyone belongs. How do we get the most 
out of people, unlocking their potential, connecting them to that, I guess, to their the highest version of themselves. And that's what I care about. Well, a lot of people, my feeling is everybody has a value. That's right. And if they're in an organization, you saw something in them when you hired them that that made them qualified to do the job. I think a lot of times people have problems with identifying and realizing what it is they bring to the job. They just come and say, well, I just want a paycheck. I want to go home. If they truly understand the value that they have to the business and what they can input to the business in a positive way, that makes them feel like more ownership in the company. That's right. They, they, They are part of something rather than just an employee or a worker that comes and goes. And if, you know, a lot of times they, they don't know what that is. They're, right. They, you, they have to be, have help identifying it, and that's your job as a leader as is a to leader. help identify what it is you bring to the table and let you make that grow. And to give them tools and strategies to help them be able to do just that. Yep. And so, you know, part of the work that I do with my clients is we really introduce language that is common and that is um, scalable and that's sticky that you can remember. Our tools are simple, they're not simplistic, but a tool as simple as, um, you know, a lot of times we know, and, and, and you know this, I'm sure as a business owner and just with your experience, people will, you know, I have an issue, I have a problem, I need help. But they haven't really, they don't know how to think about that issue in a constructive way where they can first be a part of solving that problem. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a simple tool like, is it a barrier, a hurdle, or a gap? Those are different things. We solve for those things in different ways. So if, is it a barrier? It's an immovable, hard, fixed obstacle. Who or what is it? How do we go around it, go over it, go under it? Um, is it a hurdle? Hurdles we can get over. Mm-hmm. They're just hard. They're awkward. Sometimes they require more training, more skill, more. They can be tiring when we have to jump those hurdles over and over again. We can be afraid that we're going to fall on our face, but we can get over it. How do we help our people get over the hurdle? Who or what is it? Or is it a gap? Like, I would love to do this, but we don't have the software that we need, or we need um, a controller. That's or, really interesting, you know, but I don't know how to do it. I don't know how. But what for your your person, for someone in your organization might be a gap for them, that might just be a hurdle for you. You could be like, well, I'm so glad to know that there's a gap there because I can help fill that gap. Mm-hmm. Or I didn't know that that was a barrier for you. Let me help you figure out how to get over and around, bring in a resource or use a connection or whatever we have as leaders to be able to help people move through those barriers. So again, a simple tool, barriers, hurdles, gaps, helps unlock that kind of resistance that people have to being part of being constructive problem solvers for themselves. So that's just one tiny example. But when we use that language and it becomes common and sticky and everyone uses it so when i'm with my clients they're like oh i say stuff kind of like that i just don't use those words i'm like nope use the words everyone should be using the words from the executive level to the people in the field and use them with your clients and your vendors you know when your vendors are calling you your clients are calling you and they're like hey i got a problem with this i got a problem with that 
say, okay, I hear you. Like, I want to be a part of solving that. Would you consider that a barrier, a hurdle, or a gap? You know, asking those questions with clarifying language is really, really helpful. And then listen to and the And then answer. listen to the answers and be a part of solving that problem or allow them, help them to be a constructive help part Help guide of them into giving you That's an right. answer rather than just giving you a problem. That's right. That's one of the things I, I have a lot of times. People come to me and bring me a problem. Right. And we'll talk about it and I say, what I need from you is to think it through a little bit and give me a solution to your problem that you have an idea of. Or, you know, don't just bring me the problem. Bring me a solution with it or at least a possible way of addressing it. Right. And then we can tweak it. Right. It may so now what would solution. you think about asking your people? Is it a barrier, hurdle, or gap? I think that's a, an excellent way of putting it. Yeah. And that's what... Uh, I think I'll look at start to you use that. You might start doing that. Yeah. I would let, and the next time we come on, I'm going to ask you how that went, and you're going to tell me an example. Uh, that, <laughs> well, yeah, that, that we'll see about that. We'll see about uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, t- I tell you, um, mm-hmm. I had a couple of other questions because mm-hmm. I want to get into something else before we run out of time. Mm-hmm. But um, why can't leaders solve people problems on their own, and mm-hmm. how does your public work, professional work? intersect or does it really Mm, mm. you know I think that every leader for the most part most good leaders care about their people they really do Um, they want what's best they want to get the best out of their people but a lot of times we're too close we're too close to it we can't see objectively also we are we don't wake up every day um, thinking about um, what tools, what strategies can I use to get the best out of my people? We've got other things we're, we're trying, you know, we're trying to figure out how we're going to increase revenue or how we're going to report to the board or, how you know, is all the business going to do better rather than how are people going to do better, which right. is a lot of times that's what causes your business to do better. That's right. And I think as leaders, our priority generally is alignment and execution. Like Correct. we want our people like, can, can our people just do what I want them to do, right? Just get on board, get on the boat. Get pull these the people trained. <laughs> That's right. And execute. So do more, do, you know, work harder, heads down, right? But the reality is we have to have all things working in alignment. We have to have all the wheels spinning. We call it um, maximizing team performance, meaning we have to be working on communication, relationships, execution, alignment, and capacity. That's a wheel. And when that's spinning, we're unstoppable. But when there's a clog in the wheel, we're going to find that we're going to come to a halt and a grind. And so if we're only driving execution and we're only driving alignment, we and that our problems are actually in communication or our problems are in relationships, psychological safety, those types of things, mm-hmm. um, and there's drama and there's um, silos, no matter how much we drive execution and alignment, it's not the wheel's not going to spin. Well, everybody so that's gets, where you need someone to come in objectively mm-hmm. and analyze it, give you an, a, a score, and you can look objectively at, at your organization and say, okay, this is where we need to do some work. Well, every person you work, if each one of those people has gotten their own little silo and mm-hmm. they're, they're stuck in that silo and they do their job, they only worry about their job, they don't worry about anything else, that's, right. that's their focus – they lose the pic. They lose the big picture. Right. There is no big picture. Right. So you, you've got to get them. You know, to me, you've got to get them out of their silos, and that's one of the reasons why I try to move people around a little bit to give them a, a fresh view, a fresh look at what's going on to a different type of position, mm-hmm. a different job description, yeah, whatever, so that they don't get all siloed up and just think. That's what makes to me that redundancy that over and over same thing mm-hmm. it drives me crazy mm-hmm. i yeah. have got to have something else 
to to break up the monotony. It, it's boring. Right. So you got to have something. Well, but, as a guardian connector, that was exactly what I was going to say. That <laughs> monotony and repetition is going to drive you crazy, right? We talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, your voice profile, even, and just understanding the voice profiles of the different people on your team. Some people love what you would call monotony and redundancy, some people love. Like a nurture, for instance. Somebody it's consistent talks, to them. It's consistent to them, and they love mastery. They want to make sure that they do the reps over and over so that they can become an expert. It gives them a lot of confidence, right? And and, and a master of something maybe small where you might like to be kind of a little bit more of a jack of all trades, right? Yep. Be kind of a 80% good at everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whereas um, some people might want to be, you know, 100% good at, you know, two things or five things, right? So knowing our people, what they prioritize, what their motivations are, how they're wired is another really valuable tool. And that's what we use at Five Voices to really get at some of that motivation. Well, that's what, you know, you had me do last night mm-hmm. before I came in was take that Five Voices mm-hmm. uh, 80-question test. Yeah. And it was really interesting. I talked to you and we talked uh, or emailed back and forth and talked before the show I found it very interesting as I was going through it. I felt like I contradicted myself. I'd answer a question, and I'd, and I'd believe my answer. Mm-hmm. And then I'd go down a little ways. It asked basically the same question, reworded a little bit, and I'd go to the other end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So I, or at least I felt like I did. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so tell us a little bit about what the five voices mm-hmm. and, and what this stuff is, because I know that uh, you have your thoughts on my my uh i won't call it a personality but then i guess it possibly is <laughs> it is kind of yeah, yeah it really is it it you know it is it's what a, motivates me what mm-hmm, all that yeah um five voices is just really great it it's like it's a psychometric tool it's really based on myers briggs but the reason why we break it down into voice profile everybody has all five voices that number 1 is that one that you most present in that way you are most aligned with the motivations of that voice you're going to show up in your world people will experience you through that lens right and using five voices helps us to make something that would otherwise in some other tools and frameworks can be um, it could be something that is interesting for us but it's not transferable whereas when I knowing that you are a guardian foundational voice I'm a connector foundational Mm -hmm. voice we're going to have different ways that we show up and that other people experience us, right? Mm-hmm. You are going to show up with a lot of um, logic, process, systems. You're always going to want to be make sure that we're getting to what is true, you know? And so you're willing to ask difficult questions. But you're also a highly motivated issue spotter, right? And that connector voice is going to feed that energy in you and going to make you in the moment um, really great. Like you probably would be great at a debate, for instance, <laughs> right? Because that logic that I you think have. quickly, quickly, you think quickly, right? And you think quickly and on your feet, but you have to be in an environment that's really stimulating for you as well. Like your background in law enforcement, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, so for me as a connector, I'm a connector creative. So it makes me super future oriented. Understand that and see that. Yes, and I'm always thinking about the potential in people. I'm always thinking about how we can put people, resources, systems in play to champion something that's greater, right? And that's just how I show up in this world. Guardian's actually my fifth voice, so that contradiction is not surprising to me. Guardians and connectors, we can have different ways of processing. Guardians are very present oriented. Connectors are future oriented. 
Connectors are people and values. Guardians are systems and process. See, that's where I found my, my disconnect. I'm a guardian connector. Right. One so you're is, kind of fighting with yourself a little yeah, bit. Yeah. One is future. Yep. One is present. Yep. And so that, so that you know, I look at, you know, I work within the present. Yep. And But at the same time, I'm thinking about down the future, what is this present going to create? Mm-hmm. What are the reactions? How are people going to respond to it? Yep. Yep. That's my future part. Yep, absolutely. And you you want to go to the future, but you, you're you not going to go there unless you have a plan. You know how we're going to get there. We've addressed all the, the because issues. Because I want to address the outcome of that future. That's right. Through what I'm doing now. That's right. I want to get to what I want the future to be by directing at this point. That's right. That's, that's right. And that's what's made you so successful. <laughs> no, it, it, everyone. No, in my brain, has, I, mean, it, yeah. I work it so that I want the situation to be the process. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm big on process. Right. So that the outcome will be what I want it to be. Yes. But if it's, I can see it's not going there. I don't have a problem with changing the direction, changing the process to, to get to the final outcome. That's right. That's right. And that ambition and that drive. And that's why I asked you when we first came on, I said, what do you do for fun? <laughs> What'd you say? I really don't do that much outside of work. <laughs> exactly. And that's that work. That work for you is fun, right? Yeah. Um, and, and again, but with every superpower, that's why you're so successful, but with every superpower that we have, that hardworking, that drive, that achievement orientation, with every superpower we have, we just have to pay attention to what is the kryptonite. What is it on on the other side of that that can undermine our influence sometimes with our family members? Mm-hmm. Are we driving too hard? Are we not able to be present? Find the balance. Right? And find the balance. Just know yourself so you can lead yourself and lead other people in a way that will maximize your influence. Well, you know, and I see that because I can't remember the last time I really took a vacation. Right. My wife takes in with the kids and the grandkids takes a vacation probably two weeks every year. And they take a a week at at spring holidays and this, that. So they've got, you know, two, three weeks of solid vacation time that they take. And I consider that my vacation. Everybody's gone. <laughs> but, you know, as far as taking a week and going somewhere, yeah. I can't remember the last time if it wasn't work-related mm-hmm. or oriented around a business trip mm-hmm. for my CPEs or whatever that I actually went somewhere for any length of time. I did go just I, – a new grand, great-grandfather. I did yes. just go to Dallas and spend about three days – and visit with my new great granddaughter so Mm -hmm. but that's the first time i've taken personal time and i can't remember when right 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 a day at a time here working mostly yes yes and it does not surprise me but again is if you can know that and then just say okay where might that be is that is it producing the reality that that i want is it healthy (laughs) right is it healthy for me physically is it healthy for my relationships is it healthy for my people in that i work you know that that are in my employ, you know, and just make sure that, you know, we're balancing that superpower we have with the, with the recognition of what it can be like to be on the other side of us and what it might cost us sometimes if we drive too hard into that, if we don't press, in your case, press pause every once in a while. Well, it amazes me after all I've been through in my past and all that, you know, the doctor says, you are just, you're ridiculously healthy. And I'm wondering, Okay, I'm overweight. I've got this. I got that. I, <laughs> I used to drink like a fish. Mm-hmm. I don't have, you know, he, you know God's plan. <laughs> God's plan, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. So, yeah. you know, so I look forward to you know a lot of years to come. That's you know, right. God could change my mind real quick. Right. 
But, you know, it's one of those things. I think, let me ask you a final question. I've got a hundred questions more I could <laughs> ask you. We could keep going. And we'll have yeah. to get together again yeah. to talk some more about Long Table. Right. But how will you leave Gwinnett better than mm. when you found it? Mm. What's your, what do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah. I mean, I think it kind of goes back to that sense of, of, of healthy people. Like better people make for better businesses. Better people make for better family members. Better people make for better communities. So I think when people are healthy, businesses are healthy. When businesses are healthy and families are healthy, communities are healthy. So, you know, what I, I think that if I can do anything in Gwinnett, it's to really leave this community, um, leave leave a bunch of people that feel and know how to engage, how to take care of this community, how to be the best version of themselves for their families, for their businesses, for their um, for their community, right? And that I, I truly, truly believe that when we have healthy people and we can help be advocates and champions for people, help bring the best out of them, our community is going to continue to thrive. I think we're already doing really well at that. And so we need to continue to do it. And as we do have new change over in leadership, whether it is in the political world, in the, you know, um, the business world, in just different generations, right? Mm -hmm. Different demographics. Like how do we continue to extend the table and make sure we're not sitting in siloed tables, that we are making sure we're extending it, we're being intentional, we're bringing people in, we're listening to their perspectives and getting the most out of them right and transferring what do we know that can be a value to them keep that welcome sign Pass on the that door. baton yep that's it yep well i tell you you know like i said i could talk with you probably another hour but um i can't do that so <laughs> you didn't uh, pay you didn't yeah. make, pay mike for enough radio time yeah mike, <laughs> mike mike says you can use as much as you want and then he starts looking at the other and cut and cut, <laughs> cut, cut. cut. <laughs> but um you know it's great talking with you again we'll have to get together to talk some more about this I want to hear more about Long Table. Yes. And uh, more about what your thoughts are, where our county's going. Sure. Uh, with regards, not so much politics, mm-hmm. but in regards to business. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are so many developments going on right now and changes in the business atmosphere in Gwinnett mm-hmm. County. Mm-hmm. Not all of them are positive, but the majority right. of them are. Right. And I would love to talk to you and get your insights and your thoughts because you're out there in the business world. You're extremely active in the business world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've had a, a you've had a great segment on your uh, Facebook and and all that. Real briefly, I'm gonna let you tell tell us about that real quick. March is International Women's Month, right? right? Just celebrating the contributions of women and um, women's contributions matter every single month, as do men. Absolutely. You know, and um, but I just wanted to. I, I just it really came from a place of gratitude. I have really learned so much, and um, as a part of this business community, as a part of this um, just this greater community um, in Gwinnett County, and so much of my growth and my success can be attributed to women who are really doing and making a big difference. Um, they're competent, they're confident, they're humble. They're difference makers. They're difference makers, they're collaborators, right? And so I have learned so much and I just wanted to take a small way to celebrate them. So every day for the month of March, um, we've been able to um, honor and celebrate and elevate the contributions of two women that are industry leaders or leaders in Gwinnett. And so here we are at March 31st and we've been able to 
um, elevate and celebrate 62 women. They represent just a tiny portion of the women that deserve honor and celebration in this community. But it's just been a great honor to be able to do that this month. And right in line with your whole thought process and belief system, if anybody's listened to this as we go through here, who was the person that you had on there today? Today was my mom. Today was my mom and one of my childhood mentors who both live in Gwinnett. And, um, you know, and my mom's contribution, she doesn't run a a business. She's never been an executive. That's not her world. Oh, yes, she has. Well, she's raised me, and that's that's a handful enough. Exactly. But you know what? She is, she is, um, she has shaped me. She has prayed for me every single day of my 45 years of life. And um, she is, she is a champion. And, and I just appreciate her. And so she's a hero in my eyes. Well, I thought I read it. I've read every one of them. <laughs> I, I passed them along, shared them. Uh, there's some great stuff in there about the women. And it, it's amazing. to. I would suggest people go back and look you up on Facebook. What's your Facebook page? Facebook page is either Linnea Miller or uh, Long Table Consulting is my Facebook pages. Well, go take a look at those and look at these uh, posts that she's done every day in March and kind of learn a little bit. You'll learn a lot about Linnea Miller by reading those posts on those women that she posts. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of similarities there. You can see the growth in her as she goes. Uh, the, the, even the order of it is rather interesting mm. if you if you look at the order of them. Mm. But I want to thank you again for coming on. Thank I can't you thank you enough. Uh, it's great. Keep up the good work out there. Uh, what is your website that people can go to if they want to take a look at Longtable and take a look at the yeah. uh, information that you've just been going through? It's longtableconsulting.com on LinkedIn. Um, you can find me on Longtable um, or Linnea Miller Longtable. I'm not sure. But um, anyway, you could find me. I'm out there. I'm not You're hard not to find. Hard. I'm not if, hard to find. Is there any phone number of your business yeah. that they can get? My business, my look, my, my cell like phone number. Silly question. My cell phone number is on the City of Swanee's website. Exactly. And so it, I, it's 678-592. Two four one five zero. Um, so do that again, a little slower. Six seven eight five nine two four one five zero. So awesome. reach out to me. I would love to to have lunch, to have coffee, or just to connect. Do yourself a favor and reach out to Linnea. <laughs> you will not be disappointed at the uh, time that you spend with her. It'll be an amazing thing. Well, thank you all for joining us on Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. Remember, you can join us live on Wednesdays at eleven thirty in the morning. Or you can listen to my show anytime that you want by going to businessradiox.com and clicking on the Gwinnett Studio and then, of course, click on Case in Point. Please be sure when you go through there to hit that subscribe button. I'd love to see you in there. Join us next week at 1130. Well, actually two weeks at 1130 when we will talk with business leaders about their businesses and related security issues in today's world. Thanks again to my guest, Linnea Miller. And for my producers, Mike and Amanda, I'm Rick Strawn. And remember, at Paradigm Security Services, we cover more than just your assets.